the Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. Welcome to This Week in Royal History, where I share events throughout royal history that happened this week, December 4th through the 10th. Scotland, the 12th century, a standalone country with a monarch of its own. When we talk about Scotland on this show, we're usually talking about the kings and young queen of the Tudor era. But Scotland has a long history of its own. Born under the rule of his grandfather, David I of Scotland, William was the son of heir apparent Henry of Scotland and Ada de Warren. When William's father died in 1152, William's elder brother, Malcolm, became the new heir, and William became the spare. As that spare, William was created Earl of Northumbria at his father's death, but lost it in 1157 to Henry II of England. King David I died in 1153, and William's brother became Malcolm IV of Scotland, making William now heir presumptive. Malcolm died 12 years later, and William succeeded him as William I, and he was only 24 years old. That's a lot of change in a short amount of time. William's reign as king saw battles against Henry II of England in an effort to retrieve Northumbria in his possession. However, by 1175, William was forced to swear fealty to Henry II at York Castle. He attempted to purchase Northumbria from Richard the Lionheart of England, who was Henry's successor, but Richard would not give in. In 1186, William married Ermagard de Beaumont at the Royal Chapel in Woodstock Palace. They had four children who survived to adulthood. Their marriage was arranged by Henry II, who offered to pay for the entire wedding. William's reign saw much improvement to Scotland, including the founding of new burrs, clarifying criminal law, and growing trade. It was this week in royal history in the year 1214 that King William I died. He was about 72 years old. After this short break, we'll return with some information about a King of England you might be familiar with. Two centuries later in Scotland's southerly neighbor, England, a prince was born this week in 1421. We would come to know him as Henry VI. Henry was the only child of Henry V of England and Catherine of Valois. He inherited the English throne at nine months old with the death of his father. And a month later, he became King of France with the death of his grandfather, Charles VI, which was part of the Treaty of Troyes. He would become a key player in the Hundred Years' War and the Wars of the Roses. On the 23rd of April, 1445, he married 15-year-old Margaret of Anjou. They had one son together. Edward of Westminster. Henry suffered mental instability at times. Beginning in 1453, when the Hundred Years' War ended, and England lost all landholds in France, except for Calais. It was during this time that the Duke of York, a claimant to the throne of England through his great-grandfather, Edward III, 
began to claim that Henry was unfit for the throne. This led to the Wars of the Roses between the House of Lancaster in support of Henry VI and the House of York. In 1461, after six years of civil fighting, the Lancastrian forces were defeated at the Battle of Towton, and Edward IV was proclaimed king. Henry was reinstalled as king in 1470, but this would be short-lived, as Edward defeated him again in 1471 at the Battle of Tewkesbury, where Edward of Westminster, the son of Henry VI and Margaret of Anjou, was killed. Henry was captured once again and sent to the Tower of London. Sometime in the evening of the 21st of May, 1471, Henry died in the Tower of London, possibly executed on the orders of Edward IV. We don't know for certain. Interesting fact, Henry VI is the only king to have coronations in both England and France. We'll stay in France, but jump forward a century with the birth of a future Duchess of Burgundy and Dauphine of France, Maria Adelaide of Savoy. Maria was born this week in 1685 to Victor Amadeus II, Duke of Savoy, and Anne-Marie d'Orleans at the Royal Palace in Turin. She was their eldest daughter, and her mother was a niece to the French king, Louis XIV. In 1696, at 11 years old, Marie Adelaide was sent to France to marry the grandson of Louis XIV as a result of the Treaty of Turin between her father and the king. She was too young to marry right away, but began an education in France to prepare for her marrying a French prince. Marie Adelaide and Louis Duke of Burgundy were married this week in 1697 at the Palace of Versailles. Louis was the eldest son of the eldest son of Louis XIV and in the line of succession. They had three sons, although the first two would not survive to adulthood. In 1711, Marie Adelaide became Dauphine of France when her father-in-law died of smallpox meaning her husband was second in line to the throne. Her time as Dauphine was short-lived, while in mourning, Marie Adelaide caught measles and died on the 23rd of February, 1712. She was 26 years old. Her husband died only six days later, and their eldest son died in March, both from measles. Their youngest son survived the outbreak by being locked in his apartments with his governess. He would become Louis XV in 1715 at five years old. Decades after the death of Maria Adelaide, another Maria was born in France. Louisa Maria Theresa Anna was born this week in 1751 to Philip, Duke of Parma, and Louise Elizabeth of France. She was their third and last child. In September 1765, Maria Louisa married Charles, Prince of Asturias, an heir to the Spanish throne. They had seven children who lived to adulthood. 
Maria Luisa had some influence over her husband and was more interested in state affairs than he was. She became Queen of Spain in 1788 when her husband succeeded as Charles IV of Spain. She maintained her domination over her husband in politics, but found her match in the Spanish Prime Minister. In 1808, Charles abdicated the throne in favor of their son after pressure from Napoleon, who in turn forced their son to abdicate in favor of Napoleon's brother, thus deposing the Bourbon dynasty. Maria Luisa was then a state prisoner in France, alongside her husband. But six years later, their son was reinstated to the throne, although he refused to allow them entry back into Spain. They moved to Rome, where they accumulated a great collection of art that's now in Madrid. Maria Luisa died in January 1819 at 67 years old, only 18 days before the death of her husband. And that's where we'll end our journey through history this week. I would love to hear from you about this episode. Did you learn anything new? Did I get anything wrong? Let me know. You can find me on all social media as Tudor's Dynasty or at Tudor's Dynasty. Once again, Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. You can follow and support the Tudor's Dynasty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Tudor's Dynasty.